Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Pinch Punch last of the month. This is the Look at Pete Shot on the 20th of February. My name is Pete Donaldson and my side chick uh, is Mr. Luke yeah. Noah. He's, he's with me now. You alright, Luke? I'm alright. How you doing? I'm alright, mate. Everything's fine in Pete Town, to be quite frank. Although I am reeling from uh, what can only be described as one hell of a tax bill. I am eating <laughs> beans and rice. Good job I bought, invested in that Ninja Air Fryer. I can fry all my beans in. Uh, and my rice Sweet cooker. Beans. I mean, I think I'm sort of finding out why I'm in such uh, tax strife because I've spent all my money on um, consumer electronica in the kitchen. <laughs> but Pete, if you are the you are living in Pete Town, presumably mm. you have some kind of kind of say over their tax policy. That's right, actually. Yeah, I you're should be the mayor yeah. of Pete Town, right? I could declare Claire Pete Town uh, a, 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 a a tax haven, I suppose, couldn't I? And sort of I, go, I, fuck it. I wouldn't like to live in Pete Town because I would worry who's making the buses run on time. We'd have a load of buses, though. We'd have loads of kit, nobody to drive them. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be electric buses, like They'd the most be electric buses, buses possible. No, electric, no electrical infrastructure to charge them. Completely would... nonsense. <laughs> All of them would end up at the bottom of a big hill. <laughs> <laughs> on their backs. Push them down on fire. Lovely. What else, what else is Pete Town all about these days? Oh, so you've got a lot of consumer electronica. Life, liberty, fruit of the loom, and hard drugs, baby. I'm just—it's going to be like that town in uh, in the wire, where you can just stick whatever you want in your arm. Oh, and I'm going to stab you. Amsterdam. Yes, that's it. Pete, yeah. did you just say hard drugs then to make yourself sound cool to the youth listening? Yeah, yeah. I um I was talking to uh, one of our producers uh, yesterday, uh, uh, who produces um, Jack Mates Happy Hour and a couple of others, uh, and we were talking about how humorous. Uh, you know that Talk to Frank website? Yeah. We were talking about Meow Meow. Do you remember Meow Meow? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, on the Talk to Frank website, it says, um, it basically has a list of like um, side effects for taking, uh, I think it's Mephedrone, which is presumably Yeah, that's meow right, meow. yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they use words like, you know, confident, talkative, euphoric, very affectionate yeah. towards the people around you. Like, these aren't short words, but it could also make you urgently need to poo lots. <laughs> 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 like... People can sort of understand like a grown-up word for poo. You don't need to go oh, need a big shit, big yeah. old shit. I'm just on the website now. Although you famously have taken drugs to help yourself poo, right? 
Uh, if only, mate. I'd, if only I had the drugs in, in the house to make myself shit myself inside out. I would love that. That would be a Pete holiday. And I think that's what should come out the taps in Pete Town. <laughs> Town. Diuretic water. In, in Pete Town, there's no public toilets because anyone, people only need to use them once a year. <laughs> Wait, um, yeah, I just looked at the website. I didn't even know the Talk to Frank website was even a thing. So for those listening who are internationally, this was like a campaign that was run several years ago for people to get information, honest and clear information yeah. about drugs, which is obviously a very good um, good thing yeah. to do. Um, I'm looking at it now. It's an amazing resource. Yeah. There's, a, there's a drugs A to Z here. I could choose exactly what I want to do next. I'm full of energy. Yeah. I've got to have to take a mephedrone. I, I, I also like, do you know what I also like about this? So mephedrone, as far as I know, and I may sound like the world's oldest granddad, but as far as I know, when it was, when it was the big thing, um, it was this kind of street legal drug, which I think was mm. then later made illegal. Yeah, um, it was like, wasn't it, it like pitched by the Daily Mail as like plant food in the same way they describe right. um, ether as uh, hippie crack. That's right. So yeah. hippie crack is just the weirdest one because that's basically just what nitrous oxide or something. Yeah, yeah. Which is anyway. But the point I was going to make, Pete, is that yeah, you, you start off by calling it meow meow, which is something that the tabloids just started calling it. <laughs> On this talk to Frank website of all these different drugs, there are so many different quote street names under mm. the also called section which I don't think any any of them are real it's basically then. just like Chris Morris up. in Brass Eye <laughs> listen to the <laughs> different cat. ones for, for, for Mephedrone right right yeah is anyone real really is anyone calling it white magic <laughs> is that now that sounds Have like you got any white magic the song <laughs> Sort of white magic. What? Da- ironically, David Blaine. Like just because kind of like, <laughs> all magic is. I would say that magic, out of all of the sorcery, uh, is quite. Uh, it, it, it is quite white. It's quite kind of like basic stuff. I told you it? There's my no feelings. spice to it. Magic is lame. Magic's not real. Magic's not real, and magic is lame. No, but there is some. There is some magic. I think there's some magic out there that exists, Pete, that you would be impressed by. And you'd go fucking hell. That's amazing. That is amazing. I just don't like being tricked. I just don't like being lied to. I just think it's a waste. It's of magic outlawed in Peak Town. It is. Yeah, no magicians allowed. No, no. <laughs> it's the no magicians allowed club. Yeah, I, I just I've never liked magic. I've never liked people who because look, it's one of those things where like you know, you know someone who can play like the violin or the piano or yeah. can speak a, a foreign language. They've yeah. spent months learning that. Now, it's more every than that, person, isn't it? it's years. Yeah, quite obviously, yeah, yeah, years. it is years. Yeah, yeah. everybody, um, everybody who uh, is a practitioner of magic, I get the feeling that the th- the thing I find lame about it is that they practice it loads and loads of times, and the effect is, uh, I'm just imagining them in their bedrooms playing with some cards like for yeah. ages, and yeah. and and the effect is always quite whelming, but the idea and the practice is underwhelming for me. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is you don't relate to magic because it, you have to stick at it to be good at yeah, it, and that's not what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But is, it, is there any kind of magic trick? Because there are some. Have you seen the film The Prestige? Yes, brilliant, good movie. Yes, good movie. David Boy is uh, Nikola Tesla. Yeah, um, fucking the Tesla. Name. I'm so impressed by your memory on this. The t- <laughs> I'll tell you for why because uh, uh, Gav Murphy, Daniel Krupa, uh, from um, we were talking about them a couple of weeks ago. I think um, they're obsessed weirdly with Christopher Nolan's The Prestige so my Twitter uh, algorithm just throws a lot of Christopher Nolan's The Prestige Do they Nolan's think it's a good Prestige. movie? They think it's an excellent movie they, they they think it's Nolan's best work and they put on a screening in East London at one point because they, they love it so much and, uh, they, and, and they genuinely think it's the best <laughs> film I don't subscribe to that view but I think it's charming that they really like it Pete, what, what is the what is the best film 
Best film. Oh, excuse me. Turn your fucking notifications off, mate. Disrespectful to a fellow fellow pro broadcaster. Well, I presumed it would come through on my headphones if indeed there was any noises to be made, but clearly my computer has different ideas about it all. Surely it does. (laughs) Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Um, What was I going to say? It was the the best best film. film? The best film film? is um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Jotun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, speaking of that film, uh, Data out of um, uh, The Goonies... And was it Short Round he played in that film, Indiana Jones? I wasn't aware that it was the same actor, but that's probably a gap in my knowledge. Same actor. He's back for a new film with uh, the woman who's in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Kim Yo, I think her name is. Um, they, yeah, like he's just he's been in the film industry, I think, for twenty years, thirty years, and he's never sort of since Day and since um, Short Round, he's not done any acting. But this film. Suddenly, just sort of made him go, like he, someone gave him a, a script, and he went, "I want to do this film," and he's not done a film for like thirty years. Isn't that charming? That's really cool. He's yeah. he's um he's um Vietnamese, right? From what I remember, I think he might be Chinese American, but he, he's got um uh I, I can't remember his name. It's terrible of me, but it's three. It's three syllables. It's three three names. So to oh, speak. Jonathan K. Kwan. Yes, that's the one. Okay. Is it Jonathan? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, cool. What, um, why, why did you choose Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and not Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I just think it's one of those films that I think I've watched more than any other film and I, I bloody love Indiana Jones and Do you know I what? wish they got, wouldn't get him wrong. When, when, um, when COVID cancelled Christmas, the Christmas before last, yeah. and it was the wife I have access to and me in the house with the two cats I have access to, Yeah. Um, that... Um, Obviously, it's weird because I don't know if we talked about it at the time. I don't think we did. But like the one thing that really brought that home to me was the idea that, of course, it's it's horrible not to see your family and the rest of it. But like, mm. you just have so much time. Yes. Oh, well, you can't leave the no house. responsibilities. Yeah. There's like nothing to do. So like when um when um when you go, I mean, back when you when we were saying in, in our early twenties or whatever, you go back to where you're from and you catch up with all your pals and you you'd basically be squeezing it all into the week and a half or whatever it is you got yes, off, off yeah. of Christmas. Like for us, because our office shut and we couldn't leave the house because of COVID, Mimi and I were a bit like, this is cool, it's nice to spend time together, but what are we actually going to do now? Anyway, cut a long story short, ended up downloading the, the latest Civilization on my on my piece, on my MacBook, which I've not told everyone about at the time, which was fun. Mm. But we also ended up watching all the Indiana Jones movies because like, we haven't seen them for ages. They're kind of Christmassy in a way, they're kind of blockbustery, mm. so it's kind of a bit of an event, um, event bit of cinema. And we put the first three on, great, enjoyed them. Mm. I thought we were going to be completest about this. We should really put the Crystal Skull on. Mm. I'm going to say probably four minutes in. Nah. <laughs> Even though I've got nothing to do for the foreseeable future and I literally can't leave the house. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No, I mean, like, nobody kind of... Uh, like, sitting down to that film, it was lovely to see him back. And and the, the, the hero of Indiana Jones kind of harks back to the times where superheroes had normal bodies <laughs> just kind of they'd be yeah. hairy they'd be tanned but they'd never have abs famously so yeah who's... like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or <laughs> they never had abs did they Pete well I would say I can't remember Sylvester Stallone's abs but was that, was that a big part of his appeal he was more chest and arms wasn't he that was the thing though wasn't it you, you always say this like the strong men back in the day could just eat a lot and that yeah. push very strong shoulders, chest, and arms. That's it. But this, but this, but I'm I'm not saying that that, that that I'm saying that sexy actors never had abs and they never had to really worry about their body. If they were in their thirties, 
and they sort of kept themselves relatively trim, they could still be regarded as as, as sex idols. Sex idols is that a word? <laughs> yeah, sex- it's a new show. Simon <laughs> Cowell's doing it actually. <laughs> yeah, you have you come on stage and you show on just your come own. Just on stage. Just come on you stage. You show your best your best sex moves on your the own. Best sex moves. Yeah, with all okay. your clothes on, and then he presses a button and says yes or no. And if um and if he says yes, you get to go through to the next round. And yeah. if he says no, you get your um you get your appendix chopped off, and it's only open to men. Yeah. Oh, I thought it might be like um, Suzanne Boyle would come on and go, oh, I don't want to see her do it. Oh, my God, she's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. She's beautiful. She's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Lordy. But, this, um, you know yeah. what? There's, a, there's an interesting um, um, aspect of academic theory around the 80s, what they call hard body action heroes. Mm. And it's... it's everyone's thought- Everyone's... everyone's muscular but like nowadays everyone's 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 beautiful but no one's fucking or something like that it's everyone's well, beautiful but no one's sexy <laughs> that's, that wasn't what I was going to say and I, I don't disagree with that but my, I was going to say that actually a lot of academic understanding or, or kind of theorising around that era of Hollywood with your, with your mm. Schwarzeneggers and your um, your Stallones and stuff and to an extent your Bruce Willis as well is that some people have posited the idea that it's America's way of kind of puffing its chest out again after the, the failure of Vietnam. Right, so okay, that's They tried to yeah. move the battlefield to like a more cultural battlefield and shown that they're still tough and they still can do all this stuff and they're going to export that in a different way around the world right. because they're almost like imperialist intentions have failed in, in other areas, which I find quite interesting, actually. Yeah, there's definitely something to, said, to be said about that. I, I mean... I, I I think um, on the on the hard body uh, thing. I think someone wrote a piece about how um, back in the the nineties and stuff, like sex symbols and films were sexy and people were horny and they had sex and 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 it was a sexy time. Stop but nowadays, sex. but nowadays every man is like steroided up. They've got incredible abs. They have to work for six months to get this body just for one film. Um, and all of these superheroes are stunning-looking maniac people who look like aliens, like sexy aliens. But there's no relationships worth talking about in those films. No one's horny. No one's fucking. No one's kind of using their, <laughs> their sexy body for, for, the, for the way God intended. And it's kind of like they're sort of saying, well, everyone has perfect bodies and everyone looks perfect, but nobody's horny. <laughs> I think do, that's do a lovely... Do you know what as well? I, I remember speaking of the old, um, you know, doing your personal training, working out for six months to do a movie, right? Mm. Like, I, had a I was in the same. Say again. I had a jog this morning. <laughs> I, did, I did three months. I did three months just for this episode. Uh, no, I, I was in Sainsbury's a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told you. I've got this routine where um, the Wi-Fi I have access to goes ice skating every Thursday night. Right? Mm. It's a big thing. I drop her off. And there's like a, about 45 minutes to kill. So I normally go to the Sainsbury's and buy whatever we need to get. Because it's just yeah. like, a, it's down, it's right next door. But obviously sometimes there's time where I don't need to buy anything, but it's not really worth going home again. So I end up just going having a look around the Sainsbury's or whatever. And it's because it's in the evening, it's quite an interesting time to be in the Sainsbury's because you've got people in there looking for the bargains. You've got, mm. it's very quiet. Anyway, Sainsbury's near me. It's got a really big non-food section. And it's got all these books. And uh, you can just—it's basically a bit like a like a really small like bookshop. So you can just look 
standing around looking at the books. I mean, you're insane. You call not... my life depressing. Good God. Well, I haven't even... <laughs> Just in the Sainsbury's reading a <laughs> Catherine Cookson. You haven't heard the half of it yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> drinking, drinking half a Starbucks latte that you got It's partridge. It is partridge. <laughs> There's no cafe there now because they changed it to an Argus. Now, if that isn't depressing, I don't know what is. But anyway, so I'm standing in this... Oh, look at these books. And I find this book. I promise this is true. I find this book by a guy who has trained, I think it's... Um, Chris Hemsworth, um, you know, a couple of the mm. Marvel guys. All the big boys, yeah. Daniel Craig for Bond. And he's got this book. And the book is, I can't remember the exact title, but it's like, I'm so-and-so. If you want to get a body like that, read this book. And I was thinking to myself, fucking how stupid do you think people are? Exactly how stupid <laughs> do you have to be to read that and go, that's for me, that'll be fine. Right? Everyone fucking knows that it's going to take six months of dedicated work and that these guys don't have proper jobs and that they can mm. eat whatever they want and they've got loads of money and, and they've got chefs and yeah. they've got like uh, and there's a very dark side to those physiques I'm not talking about these particular ones but you know but don't get into the army hammer bit that's, that's, fa- that's <laughs> well, he's eating a lot of protein at least um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the uh, but but like there's a lot of steroids kicking around I mean it's clear like people are juicing and it's clear that people have massive food uh, uh, issues with food uh, and stuff like that like I, I've said it before like when whenever you would interview a young uh, Hollywood uh, actress actor female actor uh, she would always be just fucking like pretending she's eating a bloody bar of dairy milk at like eight o'clock in the morning and I, i've said it before like you know i don't look at me in... what's wrong with that <laughs> gotta start the metabolism off some way mate <laughs> kickstart it yeah. yeah but it's just uh, they're, they're, people are duty bound to sort of go i don't have an eating disorder look at me i'm eating dairy milk at like eight o'clock in the morning and it's sad and it's depressing but that's the that's the sausage factory and, and, that everyone's kind of into i suppose and also pete if you look at the instagram side of it when you see blokes with their amazing rig or whatever like, they only really look like that for like a day or two. Yeah. Like, you can't look like that all the time. It's impossible. No. No. And so that gives. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, be preachy or be a little bit too earnest because there's lots of places on, on, on the podcast app of choice that you can find that kind of stuff. But it is worrying for people who are sensitive or people of a certain age who think, God, that's fucking, that's what I need to be like. My lesson to them would just be this I'm 41, right? I'm probably about two stone overweight. Right, but I don't let it get to me. <laughs> the uh, I I saw a picture of myself uh, topless when I was eighteen, uh, in my student house. I can remember when you were quite ripped. I can remember that. I I got ripped about five years ago, but longer. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, it gets shorter in my mind, but yeah, it's probably not as it probably is. You were not longer, ripped it, in but... 2017. <laughs> is that 2017? Jesus Christ! How yeah. did that happen? All right, fine. Yeah. Longer. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It happened. I achieved it, yeah, it and then happen. I let it, it all go to, to shit. Fair. All right. Yeah, yeah, I will did, say did though, happen, yeah. but for lads who, um, who 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 want to do a bit of chest and shoulders and stuff, that's sort oh, of here we go. Put a I'm just saying, guys. I'm feature. just saying, guys. <laughs> It kicks like you can get as big a gut as you want, but it does get, like the 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 broadness of the shoulder does stick around and sticks around longer than you think it is. So you, so just do a few months of that, and you're good for about three years, I think. Genuinely, are you as broad as me? <laughs> I can't be as broad as you. I was you. born I with that. Look at that. <laughs> that span that width. Yeah, that span. But, um, yeah. I was looking at myself because I, I have a real with issue ease. with it doesn't matter how skinny <laughs> that was puberty um, yeah. it doesn't matter how it doesn't those beautiful darling buds um, <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how sort of um, 
It doesn't matter how sort of skinny I get, I've still got this. I've got a fat back, Alan. I've got no bum. Yeah. I've got a fat, fat back. I've got this little kind of saddlebag. Yeah. And um, and I saw a picture of myself when I was eighteen. You know, fucking whip thin. And I had those. I had quite. You know, the, the shape was that I had those little lumps in my uh, like in my back. So I'm like, fuck it then. Why am I bothered? Why am I worried about it? I've always been like that. Don't worry about it then. I can't yeah. get rid of that. That's crazy. Realistically, you're not gonna. Yeah, exactly. And that's just and it's and what it's all about is about accepting that. Mm. You know, that's your hell. It's, that's your you, best it's shape. fine for you to look however you want to look, but it, it shouldn't be the the thing that you identify with. It shouldn't be what defines you as a human being. I, I, no. can, I, I can remember being when I had a proper job, loads of kids younger than me working in the same office. There's people of my age as well, but loads of younger guys. And I was just thinking to myself, like, fair enough that you go to the gym all the time and good for you, and it's it's good for your mental health, makes you feel better, gets the blood pumping, all that good stuff. Mm. Exercise is a great, great thing. I'm not I'm not undermining it. But I think to myself, I just think to myself a lot. I'd have to be in meetings with these people, and you know that kind of ten-minute thing before the meeting properly starts, where you're just shooting yeah. the shit. They can yeah. say anything; they had nothing to say. Well, it's, it's when you watch um, "Come Dine with Me" and uh, not "Come Dine with Me" dinner date, where they're just I've young never kids seen it, but talk. people recommend it to me a lot. Yeah, just two. They're just kids who are, you know, they're in the mid twenties, and they are, um, and and they meet up, and they have have a bit of dinner, you know, and one person gets cooked five meals by five different people or four different people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, that's all anybody fucking talks about is the gym. I like yeah. go takes care of herself. I like a boy who takes care of himself. I like, you know, what's your interest? It's gym. It's like that's not fucking. And it's it, not interest. It's not interest, is it? <laughs> and, and, and gyms now are more boring than ever. It's just. I like the idea of a girl saying, yeah, I like, a, I like a man who can take care of himself, but it just cuts to a picture of you falling off a roof. <laughs> <laughs> just, just being attacked by a big bear and I've got a stick. Glasses smashed. Just, like... <laughs> just a shot of... Uh, of uh, Me looking up from Lord the fridge, the just, just being lit by the fridge light in the dark kitchen with a big tub of ice cream, looking over what... <laughs> Anyway, oh, let's have a dear. quick break because right. we need to come back and do some emails. It's flown by already this yes. show, this Monday. Fun times. Um, thanks Fun very times. much for listening to us if you yeah. are still with us. Um, on the other side of the break, we'll do a couple of emails. Pete, um, are we going to do the hand hurt special because we've promised it? Uh, yeah, all right. Let's 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 pile through a few hand hurts. So, okay, we? <laughs> the, the, uh, we promise you this now. The other side of this break, um, every email you hear is going to be about how people have hurt their hands. Yeah, you're gonna hurt your hand. You're gonna hurt your hands. They're the they're the they're the, they're the implements that are most out there for a human. I they are. Argue. So it's gonna you think they'd be more durable. Yeah. <laughs> See you in a minute. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever wondered what happened to all those space-age promises that previous generations thought we'd have by now? You know, heading out for the day on your own personal flying cars or working on a space hotel somewhere in the far reaches of our solar system. Where are all those amazing inventions? Well, we're here to find out more on my new podcast, Where's My Jetpack? I'm Sarah Credis, space expert, TV host and author. 
Join me and Luke Moore every week as we look into retrofuturistic tech that never was to decide whether it's still just science fiction or if some of these discoveries are actually a lot closer than you think. I think we're very close to that happening on a, an even more regular basis. And what I think is interesting about that, too, is that's going to make the accessibility of getting to space available for more and more people. So if you've ever wondered whether we'll one day speak to aliens light years away or you'll be flying to work on a jetpack, this is the podcast for you. Think of the car parking spaces. They need what to be mean? massive. No, really the wings can fold up. Well, they don't exist. No, some of the cars um, which were designed had wings which folded up. Are you happy getting in a plane knowing the wings fold up? Yeah. I I trust engineering. Trust the science. Search Where's My Jetpack on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Where's My Jetpack is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. All right, we're back with the Luke and Pete show, and it's a hand hurt special. Apropos of nothing, I think it was me asked, have you ever hurt your hand? And good Christ, have you ever hurt your hands? <laughs> I, think, I think it was me. I, I, I think most people of this parish would know 100% it was definitely you. Um, but, but to be fair, Pete, you've spoken to the listening community, and they've responded in kind. They really Everyone's have. hurt their hands. Everyone's yeah. hurt their hands at some so point. So Neil Pyle is up first. Hello to you, Hello. Neil. Um, I'll do Neil. Why don't you follow up with the... Um, with a um, David Cox afterwards. Yeah, um, lovely. Okay, Neil, I'm going to say... <laughs> he says, hi, guys. Read the worst hand injury. Ever seen a pinky with no middle knuckle? Please find attached pictures. So, Neil was attached pictures of what I can only suggest are, just as he describes um, his the pinky finger on his right hand, right. it looks horrific. Um, he stand. What's not made it better as a scene is that he seems to be standing in some kind of abandoned warehouse, right? <laughs> which to me just reminds me of a horrible torture scene in the in the TV show Gamora, which I recommend you watch as a TV show anyway. Uh, and he and he picks up the story uh, and says the following: and This is what happens when seven year olds look under manhole covers for insects slash small amphibians. Let's go right back to 1989. <laughs> my mate had the idea to go bug hunting one school summer holiday, so he lifted up the drain, and as I put my hand inside, he instantly dropped it on me, <laughs> completely squishing my finger like something out of a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Oh. He shat himself and ran home. I went to find my mum and said, Mum, my finger's gone flat, <laughs> which led to her screaming. Not good for me, who didn't think it was too serious, but the nerves had been damaged, so it didn't hurt too much. We didn't have a landline then, and mobiles were mere science fiction. And she gave me a backy on her push bike to the doctors who decided, as a vein was turning dark purple, possibly due to the filthy drain, I may have blood poisoning and could die. So off to hospital we go. I mean, why are you going to the doctor first? And I know back then doctors were more important. Like you used to have doctors coming round your house, didn't they? Oh yeah. You just go straight to fucking A and E. Jesus Christ, we had them back then. But don't you think that's an eighties decision? Yeah, going to the doctor. Mm, I yeah. wonder what. Oh my God, get him to the fucking hospital. Oh, what's an old I have, fella? I have, I have nothing here that can help. Nothing. There's a guy, there's a guy around the corner in an office with a beard and a bow tie. He might be. He'll know what to do. Your finger's <laughs> fucked. 
Go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, x-rays show my pinky, says Neil, and the one next to it are, expect- as expected, broken and in need of operating to set straight and clean up. After a couple of weeks, the physio decides something's not right as I can't bend the middle knuckle and the top bit just flaps about. Just flaps about. <laughs> the top bit of your finger just flaps about. The x-ray shows a normal healthy finger with all the knuckles as they should be. Nothing wrong. So off I go again. Another few months pass and nothing is improved. So back I go. Uh, and this time I was with two finger experts. I don't think that's their job title. I, I don't think that's in the email signature. That's my now. online handle for a long time. What do you do? A uh, finger expert. He's not a, a job. finger expert. Um, and as many as six surgeons from all over the world come to see the boy with the finger whose knuckles doesn't work. Uh, this time when I wake up, they had to put a metal rod through to strengthen it with a hook coming out of the top. A few months later, they yanked the rod out. The top bit flaps around all over again. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And the knuckle still refuses to do what knuckles are supposed to do. <laughs> Apparently, I'm now in a medical journal as x-rays show everything to be fine. But everyone is baffled. I've now still got a funny pink and it's only good for nose picking and hurts when the temperature drops below zero degrees. And that's not a hand that's oh, close enough. I don't know what to oh. tell you if you're listening to this. I'm sorry I if this has been just squeamish. Um, I can't figure it out because it's like... The thing, the thing about like emergent, and I suppose you call it emergent kind of surgery, where people just go, I don't know what's going on here. Let's just stick a pole in here and a little hook, yeah, and, and try rod. and just have a fart about. Oh, well, that's not worked. But like, yeah. it doesn't seem to like. He's saying the knuckle doesn't work. Like, what do you mean it doesn't work? It, it doesn't bend. Yeah. It doesn't kind of right. It doesn't bend. Is that is that why? Well, I just I think also, isn't there anymore. It's an absolute surgeon's dream, right? Because they know that all is lost. So there's yeah. no pressure anymore. So you do what you want. Anything you do and get a positive result about is a bonus here. Yeah. His fingers, he says it himself, it's flapping about. Like it's, flapping about. It's useless. So, I mean, I'm sorry it hasn't been rectified, and I do I do, sincerely want to say that, you know, if you if you listened to that and you didn't like it very much, I'm sorry, we probably should have put a warning beforehand. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the next email's about a meat skewer, so... <laughs> <laughs> you you might want to take that under advice as well. I wanted I, what I like about it is um, it looks like he's in front of a load of maybe recycled metal, and I just, I'm just scared that his already mangled hand is that is this the perfect job for him in this warehouse? Um, that his perfectly mangled finger... hand can't be can't be more mangled than it already is. So he's he's I... just like he's a, he's like a gun for hire. I think the phantom <laughs> useless finger has drawn him there. He has to follow the finger wherever he goes. He's got a ring. Loads of metal all the time. He's got a ring on the next finger. Put it over the bad pinky. Have a pinky ring. <laughs> like a tourniquet. Cover that monstrosity up, Neil, for crying out what, loud. What, you reckon it'd Very be like a cock enjoyable. ring and it'd make it go rigid? <laughs> yeah, make it bright red and stuff. Uh, Neil, I'm sorry about your finger, but I mean... Thanks for it getting in touch. Great it story. doesn't sound like you, it causes you that much bother, apart from the uh, when it gets cold. Maybe you can move to a warmer climate. climate Isn't it funny when things, it happens when things get cold? Because I've got a problem with my left knee. And when it yeah. gets damp and cold, it's really much more painful. My broken elbow, like it's like it's just it just gives me absolute jip when it's cold. Hmm. Weird, very weird. Anyway. Why is that? It's just kind of like your bones getting expanding. <laughs> no, getting smaller. Expanding um, when it gets no, cold, no. things expand, don't they? No, they I, I may, maybe there's no science behind it. Maybe it's just myth. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, David Cox has got in touch. Hi, look at Pete. 
I've not been lucky enough to be a beholder of bespoke batteries, so I haven't really ever had cause to write in. However, your request for hand-related injuries sent me into a traumatic journey into the past, namely the September of 2002, where Pink, an atomic kitten, topped the charts and Beyblades were the toy of choice for most. At that time, age 11, I was still a Conquer enthusiast, uh, as they still hadn't decided to uh, ban the barbaric sport at school just yet. One Saturday afternoon, I decided to go looking for new horse chestnuts in the school field, which backed onto our garden. It was an easy commute, a five and a half foot wall, and bang, I was there. To build the impending scene for you, uh, <laughs> I love the impending scene. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely turn of phrase. Um, it's uh, important to know that to bore the hole in conkers, you need a sharp object to perforate the conker and tie a string in it. On that day, I decided to save myself time by bringing a meat skewer with me to conker... Oh. Good God. Uh, to my no. conquer foraging session, safe and sound in a Sainsbury's bag for life. This is, I mean, that is going prepared. You're going to get arrested, mate. Um, yeah. That bag is, is about how... to be used as some kind of tourniquet. Exactly. Yeah. This is how the event unfolded. First move, chuck the bag over wall. Second move, scale wall with much overweight panting sound effects. Third move, jump and land safely. Oh, God. Third move, jump and land safely on the grass on the other side of the wall. And please say that 90% of all this list happened without a hitch. However, it was uh, regretfully the safe landing stage that needed improving. I did land in a textbook, knees bent, uh, crouched position, palms on the floor fashion. However, my right palm had connected with something. Or rather, impaled through something. The meat skewer, somehow erect and upright inside the aforementioned Sainsbury's bag, went straight through my hand. I'm talking in one bit. I'm talking in one bit through, and then comfortably out the other side. I'm not sure how or how lucky I had been, perhaps, but a sharp uh, kitchen utensil missed, missed all of the maze of cartilage, nerve endings, bone and muscles in my palm, and made a neat route through to the other end. Rather comically. The Sainsbury's bag remained attached, so I looked like Jesus Christ mid-crucifixion uh, mixed with Angelos Epithemu. <laughs> yeah, he's always friend got a bag of him on shooting stars. Yeah, my friend who accompanied <laughs> me was quick to the action, yelling for my dad who was gardening over the water come as quick as possible. He did, Howard, my dad, decided to do what all reckless patriarchs always do, perform the most irrational action they could think of at the time. <laughs> Oh, good God. Um, I'm sure any medical professional listening would tell you to leave the foreign object inside. That's the most important course of action because an artery or vein might have been cut. So, of course, like a new forest-based King Arthur, Howard reached forward (laughs) to his meat skewer Excalibur and pulled it skillfully out of my hand. A nurse would uh, later go on to tell me that I probably would have died had it been near a vein, but thankfully I defied the odds. Alas, the meat skewer had passed through nothing but skin and a bit of tissue, and thankfully all I needed was a tetanus jab and a rather swollen hand to deal with uh, for a few days. However, it will come as no surprise to know that I packed in my conquer career that day. Anyway, I was in secondary school now, so it probably was a bit lame anyway. Imagine jamming a bear blade, the point of a bear blade through your hand. That would fucking cool. I don't even that know what a bear blade is. It's like a little spinning top, isn't it? So you could sort of oh, put right. it in the hole and spin it around and go... Yeah, I'm the most badass Beyblade boy in this bloody <laughs> playground, to be quite frank. Um, wow, amazing. Uh, real big fan of the show, guys. Always jealous to hear that you actually have decent neighbours. David from Lewisham. I mean, I, I mean, because going back to the magicians thing, magicians do uh, do that trick where they just find where the, the vein is and, and they, they the soft tissue, and they do jam stuff through their hand. I'm fairly certain that's the case. I think... Uh, um, I don't know if I've ever seen like a top-level magician do that. I think Blaine's done it a few times. He sort of jammed Has something he? through his hand. Yeah. I, I feel uh, again. I, I, I may I'm have gonna, been taken in by the magic. <laughs> yeah, you probably have. I, I'm. I'm going to leap to the defence of our friend David here because I think that, you know, it's very, very hard to predict that that meat skewer was going to be in that position. 
I thought he was going to yeah. say he was, and I'm sure you did. He was jabbing it through a conker, and his hand slipped, and it, it went slipped, through his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which would be the. I mean, the twist in the story is quite a remarkable one, really. He's thrown yeah. a bag with a skewer in it over the other side of the wall, and the skewer has landed and stayed point up. <laughs> I mean, it's not very likely to happen, is it? No, no. So you're right. I, I do feel for him, but I don't think he's necessarily done anything wrong there. I mean, his dad has. Yeah, uh, it could it, it could have gone in a much worse place. You imagine jumping over a fence like that. So uh, well done, you. Yeah, so that's that's two of the, let's face it, many, many stories we have about hand hurting to the point where mm-hmm. we're probably going to have to do some more next time as well. Certainly so are. Bear in mind with that, because we asked for the emails. People have cathartically sent them in. We've got to read them, so we'll do some more on Thursday. But, Pete, I think we should wrap up on that note and send, send our very best to Howard, yes. um, who's um, David's dad, who hopefully will be uh, still making those kind of decisions even now. Um Maybe David can give us an update about that. Hope Howard's well. Yeah. Um, never, you're never too old for conkers, though. I'm just going to disagree on that point. No, or a hand um, injury. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember conkers being banned in school, but that's a bit of a shame. No, yeah. I mean, they are. They probably got replaced by rampant commercialism and just replaced by your Beyblades and stuff like that. I suppose. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right, let's pressure. get out of here, people. We'll be back on Thursday for more of this. We'll do some battery brands as well. We'll squeeze those in, and we'll do um, some more hand hurting emails. On, uh, I think that should be a better name for it than hand-hurting emails, um, but I can't think of one <laughs> off the top of my head. Anyway, um, if you like the show, get in touch. Uh, email hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. We are at Luke and Pete Show on all the old social medias. And if you also enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your pods. You can do them on Spotify now. I noticed that this morning. Yeah, um, very nice. So, yeah, do that if you're listening on Spotify too, or if you're listening on Apple Pods or wherever. Anyway, that's it from us. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, Peter. It's goodbye from me as well. We'll see you next time. Oh, well. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.